0: Reed Detmers did something on Sunday that the Angel pitchers have struggled to do over the last two weeks, and it got him a win. So what did he do? We're going to tell you. It's time to get locked on with Mike and John, and this is Locked on Angels. You are locked on Angels, your daily Los Angeles Angels podcast. Part of the
1: Locked On Podcast Network, your team
0: every day. And thanks for making Locked On Angels your first listen of the day. You can find us anywhere you get your podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and on SiriusXM by searching Locked On Angels. And the best way to help us out is by giving us a rate and a review. And if you're watching on YouTube, make sure that you're subscribed and click the bell to be notified every time a new episode drops. And today's show is brought to you by Ibotta. Ibotta gives you cash back on hundreds of grocery items from produce, To personal care to pantry goods you can make sure that you're beating inflation no matter what you're purchasing right now ibotta is offering listeners five dollars just for trying ibotta all you need to do is download the free ibotta app and use our code mlb
1: i like the way you say ibotta what's going on everybody it's john frisch and mike frisch the super halo bros and your host of locked on angels naturally you've got the super halo bros here with you my name is john and that's my brother mike and my name is mike and that's my brother john it's our second season here at lockdown angels and we're so happy to be here talking angels baseball monday through friday every single weekday with you including the holiday right mike we're, we're gonna be uh we're gonna, gonna be, be there here for the holiday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we got you for fourth of july heck yeah uh hey listen lockdown everyday join us tomorrow as we chat about the snub of the season with carlos estevez not making the all-star team now there might be a chance that he gets on there due to a replacement or an injury or what have you, but he should have been in there right. from day one. He doesn't uh, but need to we'll be asking for
0: a chance. So you're telling me there's a chance. No, that doesn't <laughs> need to
1: be him. We'll talk about that tomorrow. And uh, on today's show, we're recapping this weekend series against the Diamondbacks, Mike. And uh, man, they really they really needed to get that win on Sunday because Friday and Saturday, were just difficult games to watch, right? Let's talk about Friday's loss.
0: Yeah, before that game on Friday, we got news that Anthony Rendon was reinstated from the injured list. Totally. They also selected the contract of Victor Medeiros, and then they optioned Andrew Wants down to AAA, and then Jake Lamb got designated for assignment. He's eventually going to be off the roster, and Kevin Padlow actually accepted an outright assignment to Salt Lake, and then Andrew Velasquez was also optioned to make room. Uh, Johnny, Victor Medeiros is actually a pretty intriguing arm they Mm -hmm. they said he's having a chase silseth rise through the minor leagues was drafted just last year primarily uses a 90s mid 90s fastball two breaking balls uh mid to upper uh, 80s slider and a low curveball he did have some home run issues but a lot of people are saying that it was the funky weird ball down in double a and we did get to see him this weekend so we'll talk about that in just a moment. But let's talk about Friday. Johnny, the Angels lost that game six to two. Griffin Canning, one of the Angels' best starters, had a tale of two starts in this <laughs> one, right? Yes. He he went uh, the first 12 batters, five runs, five walks, and a grand slam. And he had to give up the grand slam to Guriel. I, yeah. I can't stand that guy, former Astro. That's why I can't stand him. And no, then- that's a different Guriel, that's his brother. Oh, that's Lourdes. right. Lourdes. You're Lourdes. right. Ariel
1: Jr. is his brother. That's uh, right. Yeah, I still so, can't stand him. <laughs> I can't stand him. He was with the he was with the Blue Jays. That's you're right.
0: Of, you're thinking of Yuli, who's that's what I'm Marlins thinking of now. Guilty yeah. by association, in my book, doesn't matter. He hit a grand slam <laughs> against them, and and I hated that. Then the next 13 batters, John, no base runners. Yeah, nine Ks. Right, and he went a, a total of six innings. And here's what I found really fascinating. Over the last 13 games for Angel starters, that was through last Tuesday, the starters had a 217 ERA. They gave up just 19 earned runs over that 13-game span. And Canning was a part of that. And really, John, just had one bad inning. The Angels couldn't bounce back. They couldn't do anything offensively, unfortunately. And because of that one bad inning, they lost this game 6-2.
1: Yeah. Do you think Griffin Canning... I was trying to watch closely in that bad inning and he's maintained his composure pretty well over this season. Yeah. And he hasn't been in a lot of bad situations, you know, where there's a bases loaded situation. Like he hasn't been in too many bad situations cause he hasn't gotten himself into those bad situations. Right. Did you notice anything about his composure in that inning versus what he was doing the, the remainder of the game? Because again, the next 13 batters after the grand slam zero base runners, nine K's It's like, man, what caused this blow up yeah. in just one inning? And that was just enough to put the Angels way behind in this game. Uh, it was kind of the pattern of the weekend, right? It was like just one disastrous inning, and and that's all it takes for the Angels to be out of it. But I'm interested to hear your thoughts on, on Griffin Canning. Did it seem,
0: was there something different there with his composure versus later on in the game? What'd you see? I didn't see anything about composure, but what I did notice, and it was in that inning where the Grand Slam was hit, is he walked the bases loaded. And, Mm -hmm. and that's the problem with the angels pitching, right? They've always, they've always given freebies and that has always come back to hurt us. Mm -hmm. And we saw it in this game. And as soon as he walked those first two batters, there was a pit in my stomach that said, this is not going to end well. (laughs) And then when he gave up that third walk and loaded up the bases, you could just tell that, he wasn't having a great feel for his pitches he was really mm-hmm. not able to hit his spots and then the grand slam almost it almost reset him in a sense yeah. right because yeah. after that he was great he was back to the griffin canning that we've seen all season long and i just think he lost his his pitching slot he, he didn't seem like he was finding his release point. And, and then, of course, he couldn't find the strike zone. And it wasn't like the umpire was squeezing him. He was missing by a lot. Mm-hmm. And I think he was trying to get some swings and misses, and he just didn't have the ability to do that. And I noticed that with the Diamondbacks this weekend, Johnny. Did, uh, maybe you did too. But they, they weren't swinging at junk. And yeah. I think that that's why they're such a good team this year. Right. They were not swinging at those pitches that normally guys like Reed Detmers and Griffin Canning, normally they get those swings and misses, but Canning specifically on Friday wasn't getting any of that.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, that, and that's what good teams do. They don't swing at junk. The Angels, conversely, are making these guys uh, look really good at the back of the rotation for the Diamondbacks. Mm-hmm. They make... They make Cy Young's out of scrubs, Mike. That's been my line yeah. the whole weekend. And and it's true because the Angels just were not having competitive bats, especially on Saturday. We'll talk about that in just a little bit. The only highlight really was Otani's 30th home run, the longest of his career at four hundred and ninety-three feet, the longest at uh or the longest in the season so far this season in twenty twenty three, and the longest hit at Angel Stadium in the stat cast era.
0: Yeah. Uh did it go further than Bonds? What do you do? You think so? Man, that it, it looks like. <laughs> it did he crushed that pitch? Maybe we need Tim yeah. Salmon to look at it and go, "That's the furthest pitch, furthest right. I've ever seen." That, <laughs> that moment is like seared in my brain. One thing that I do need to just mention, and and this isn't for regular locked on viewers and listeners. This is for those people that are fans of other teams as well that maybe pop in every once in a while. <laughs> They're pop ins. I, I just I just want to say this. Do not after an Angels loss send us a tungsten arm any sort of tweet or any sort of uh any sort of anything i had a friend that sent me a mlb update that said shohei hits a 493 home run but the angels still lost and i quite honestly i kind of went off and i was yeah. like yeah it was a awesome home run meaningless home run in the grand scheme of things but of course classic trolls they have to take that one moment and say right this is what happened and so i went off and i still i'm checking um I still haven't not, received the text message. Yeah, man. you're not friends anymore? Yeah, that's what yeah, happens. Yeah, we broke My, up. Here's the thing about this game
1: is it's one of those things where it was consistent across uh, Angels starting pitching over the last few games. It was Griffin Canning having one bad inning. It was yes. Patrick Sandoval against the White Sox having one bad inning. It was Jaime Berea yeah. having a very short outing because he, he was just getting hit around, man. But again, it's just this string of poor pitching that was so frustrating over the weekend because honestly – you take away that, that blow-up, and you take away a grand slam, it's a competitive game. Right. And and somebody gave us a bad time about saying, like, well, the Angels certainly played up, didn't they? Ha <laughs> ha And I'm like, yeah, if, if that's the one point that you want to get stuck up on is, is the fact that we said that they usually play up to good teams. Yeah. The truth is, is, like, if you remove a grand slam, they... Played competitive games with the Diamondbacks. There's just these innings that the, the pitcher has this terrible yeah. one bad inning, uh, which they don't normally have. Well, like and, Griffin and Canning thing was that- totally
0: like a shocker that's the thing between a good team and a team that's trying to be good. And I think yeah. the angels are a team that's trying to be good. I think that they're really working hard to be competitive. Mm-hmm. I think with the diamondbacks, it came a bit natural to them. You can see like they, they, they had luck on their side. They had a lot of dinks and ducks throughout this weekend, but it, but it fell in and that's what happened on, on Saturday. But I think that that's the the main thing is that the Angels were competitive with this team. And our point really was to say that when they play good teams, it seems like they rise to the occasion. And then when they play bad teams, I don't know if they lose focus. It just doesn't seem like they are themselves when they play the A's or when they play the Royals or when they play a team like that. So Mm -hmm. that's really what the point was about was that when good teams come in, the Angels play really competitive baseball. And to your point, without maybe one or two bad innings, this whole series is completely different. But unfortunately, those bad innings happened, and that's what a good team does to a team that's trying to be really good.
1: Yeah, the Diamondbacks took advantage of it, and they took it across the finish line, and that's why they're in first place in the National League West. And so it wasn't going to be an easy series by any means. Hey, the Angels are continuing their games against the National League West this week, and they're playing the Padres at 640 Pacific time. They're actually going to be at Petco, so they— only well, just got to get on the five and head south. Jaime Barria is going to look to bounce back against the Padres after that bad start against the White Sox that I was talking about. You can catch every pitch of the Angels' hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just search Angels. And coming up on Locked On Angels, what did Reed Detmers do well that he struggled with doing earlier this season? We're going to talk about what he did well in his start coming right up. <laughs>
0: lockdown angels is brought to you by ibotta if you're picking up some burgers and hot dogs for the summer barbecue why not do that and get some cash back for it as well and you can with ibotta ibotta gives you cash back on hundreds of grocery items from produce to personal care to pantry goods to help you beat inflation no matter what you're purchasing and did you know that the average ibotta user earns 120 dollars per year That's incredible. We could all use that. And that could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip for some of us. Maybe you could use the cash back to buy that flight that you've been eyeing, or the game that you've been dying to go to or that fancy dinner that you've been craving. Other apps give you points, but they don't give you that much. And with Ibotta, you can get real cash back that you can cash out into your bank account or PayPal or with gift cards. And using Ibotta is simple. Either link your loyalty account or upload receipt. The receipts after you shop, and you can get cash back. It's that easy. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners of Locked on Angels $5 just for trying Ibotta by using the code MLB when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app and use our code MLB, and you can get $5. Uh, That's Ibotta in the Google Play Store or the App Store. And again, use our code MLB.
1: Thanks for making Locked On Angels your first listen of the day. Locked On Dares join us tomorrow as we recap tonight's game against the Padres. Hopefully the Angels can get some momentum going after the win on Sunday. They're playing the Padres at 640 Pacific Time. You can catch every pitch of the Angels' hometown broadcast on SiriusXM with the SXM app. Just search
0: Angels. Saturday's game against the Diamondbacks Felt more like the Angels in 2023. Like It was frustrating. It was a, it was a, it was a competitive game, but it was a frustrating game. Here's yeah. here's the good part, Johnny. Tyler Anderson pitched really, really well. He did. He pitched five innings. He gave it five hits, all of them singles, two walks, three Ks. He, he was pitching around a lot of traffic, but he was able to get out of it. He had 92 pitches in this game.
1: I really wanted to say Tyler Anderson had a good game against a first place good team and I was waiting for all of the uh the well butts to come up well you know they didn't have Corbin Carroll (laughs) well but you know yeah sometimes
0: it's miserable on social media right it might have been good that the rate limit was exceeded on Saturday that we didn't we we didn't have to see all of the terrible tweets (laughs) Johnny Rendon had a home run in this game it was the second of the year he hit it in the fourth inning did have a really nice play in the third Uh, uh, where he had like a spinning throw over to first base, uh, but then had a costly error late in this game. The ball kind of came up and handcuffed him. He went to throw it to second, couldn't do that, threw it to first, and it pulled the the first baseman off the bag. Phil Nevin said before the game, Johnny, that this load management strategy that they're having with Rendon just isn't working, so they're scrapping it. What are your thoughts on that?
1: Uh, It's a load of something because obviously it's not working. (laughs) But
0: yeah, they're not going with the load management with Rendon. It makes sense
1: because... The hip issue was two years ago. That's when he uh, was out for 2021. He had surgery on his hips. So I understand taking it easy with him like last season, but then, you know, then he has the wrist issue and has to go and have surgery. And, and part of the reason why Rendon said he made that error was because the ball came up and hit him in the wrist that he just got hit on and was sitting out for on the IL. And and that kind of messed him up as he was trying to make the throw, which I understand, but uh, it's just like these, these, these things just inevitably happen right. to Rendon. Like it's, right. it's the, uh, the, anything that can happen will happen to Rendon. And so he's just getting hit on the wrist. He's getting hit in the head. Like, I don't know. It's just ridiculous. Like, it's better to have him out there and in the lineup to make this lineup competitive than to, you know, take it easy and, right. you know, make sure he's okay. Things like that. It's I'm, I'm glad that they're scrapping it. Yeah, it just feels like he's
0: just super delicate, right? And, What's the and, point? And, and, yeah. Yeah, right? Like like he's just going to get hurt no matter what. So they need a yeah. the new, new strategy. So I'm glad that they're at least considering something new. John, a couple of highlights in this game. Let's talk about that fifth inning. Tyler Anderson loads the bases with yes. one out. And then he gets Gurriel, who is not the former Astro, was the former Blue <laughs> Jay, and Walker to strike out. Yeah. And that was huge. We haven't huge. seen this Tyler Anderson this season. And, and John, you mentioned it in the last segment. I'm going to tell you that what I noticed in Tyler Anderson in this game was his composure. Mm-hmm. It was very different than what we saw with Patrick Sandoval on Thursday. Uh, even though he made the mistakes and he loaded the bases with some walks, Tyler Anderson got out of it because he just was calm, cool, and collected. And then even after he struck out Walker, the last batter, he gave a good fist pump and then he just calm, mm-hmm. cool, and collected himself and walked off the walked off the mound with with great composure.
1: Anderson getting those two strikeouts to get out of the inning is something that we had been missing from Angel starting pitching over the last few starts. It was like you get into a situation and, and Anderson gets himself out of it. And then just you, you bring that momentum with you. You take that with you into the next inning. Um, unfortunately for the Halos, the game got away from them in the sixth inning. Bachman gave up a run. There was a couple opportunities for Sam Bachman to get out of the inning. Uh, unfortunately again, it was, it was the, uh, the, the the Rendon throw, there was a hit from Dominic Fletcher to David Fletcher at shortstop. And I don't think even if David Fletcher came up with that, he would have gotten Dominic Fletcher out right at first. Right. But it was just like, man, it was right off of his glove. You never know with Fletcher. I think Neto that he always has it. a chance that, yeah. <laughs> well, and even Neto, like I don't even know if, if Neto could have gotten it over no, he fast would. enough with no, like, he would. With Fletcher <laughs> flying down the line. But it was just a lot of situational stuff that like Put Sam Bachman on the hook, yeah, and and so I I think I would pin those issues on. The air from Rendon, and yeah, not he, coming up with he the ball. didn't
0: fall apart, right? That was the, that was the good news is that yeah. Bachman didn't fall apart in this inning, and so it was just one of those things where you know the air and then the, the the ball off the glove, and you can't do much about that. He did kind of get himself into some trouble and and minimize the damage, but he didn't blow up, and that's what we've been used to the last couple of games. Is mm-hmm. One really bad inning,
1: you know. Davinsky came in, he gave up another run, but here's here's the difference between Angels hitting and Diamondbacks hitting, and it was. Making Ryan Nelson of the Diamondbacks look fantastic. Like yeah. I said, Cy Young's out of scrubs. Now I'm not saying that Ryan Nelson and 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 the other Diamondbacks pitchers are terrible pitchers. They're decent right. pitchers, right? Right. But because it's the Angels, they make them look like this fantastic rotation. Like like Nolan Ryan Nelson is what I'm gonna say. <laughs> I was like, waiting for. Pre- it. I was
0: waiting for that. That's good. <laughs> <laughs>
1: but but here's the thing: the the Halos had six one pitch at bats, and yeah. they were all outs. And then, you know, the angels get two runs or not two runs, but they got two runners on in the ninth before wrench Renfro struck out to end the game. But the problem with that is Taylor Ward and Matt Theis worked the count. It took them nine innings to actually do it. Right. But these angel hitters are just not working the count. And that's by virtue of Marcus Timms and the attack, the zone approach and trying to swing at stuff in the zone. But the problem is is they're getting fooled, Mike. There's so many sliders that start in the zone and end up out of the zone that they're swinging at. There's some yeah. sliders that aren't even in the zone at all and they're swinging at. And I think this attack, attack, attack has paid off in some ways because obviously they, when they score, they score a lot. But sometimes it just bites them in the butt because they're swinging at everything, thinking it's in the zone. And if they do make contact, it's like a one-pitch out. It's a pop-up. It's yeah. a fly-out. And so Ryan Nelson leaves the game in the eighth inning with – 84 pitches? Something like like, that, yeah. Good grief. This guy was cruising, but the Angels are making it so easy on him. And conversely, the Diamondbacks hitters were working counts. There there were, I believe, by the end of the game, 15 three-ball counts for Angels pitching. And by the time Ryan Nelson was done, he'd only had one three-ball count to the Angels. Wow. And that was to Mike Trout because Mike Trout worked a walk. So you could see the philosophy being a whole lot different for the diamondbacks i think the angels need to show a little more patience and work some counts because they can't let these starting pitchers especially back of the rotation guys work them that way they have to work them and make them work up their pitch count and get them out of the game super early
0: After uh, facing two back of the rotation starters and struggling against them, We weren't super hopeful about Sunday because the Diamondbacks are rolling out their number one starter, right? And before this game, we did get news that Velasquez is back up because Brandon Drury went on the 10-day IL. Uh, Shoulder inflammation, you could tell he hurt it in a game, a couple of games before that, was really struggling with throwing. And then Jake Lamb, we mentioned this already, but he was released completely from the roster.
1: I'm not allowed to talk about injuries anymore after the whole... Rendon debacle from, from two weeks ago. So.
0: <laughs> okay, we'll just move on. Uh, yeah. the, the Angels won on Sunday, though, Johnny, five to two, which was great. And then we saw Mike Trout get the Halo started with a huge home run his 18th of the of the year Mm -hmm. in the bottom of the first and then kind of frustrated Carson Kelly who is that guy on MLB the show that you put at the bottom of your like bench and then because somebody got hurt you bring him in he hits a home run his first of the year and he's batting 200 it was just a meatball Right. right where right where he wanted it and and to his credit, he did work that – he worked Reed Detmers in that moment. And so mm-hmm. it was it was 2-1 to one at that moment. And, and, I, and I was thinking to myself, man, are we just kind of in that rhythm right now? Like is mm-hmm. this just who this team is currently? But what was great and what I loved about what happened in the bottom of the second, Johnny, is Escobar with two outs gets a hit. Then Fletch gets a hit. And so I'm getting kind of excited because Mickey Moniak comes up. And I just got to say, he is – my new favorite angel. Oh, yeah. Because Mickey Mickey has, this approach from Marcus Timms has really, I think, benefited Mickey because Mm -hmm. he is really hitting his pitch. But what I love about Mickey Moniak is he's not just making contact, he's making really good contact and it seems to be, almost every time. It's impactful contact. And when he hit that home run, I jumped up off the couch. And that was huge because it was a Sunday and I just came from church. I was tired. And so I jumped <laughs> up off the couch. I was so excited to see him hit that that three-run home run. And it was a great at-bat. And again, all of this happened, Johnny, with two outs.
1: Yeah, let me, let me say, I know there were some comments of people saying that they were concerned like, man, the Angels only put up home runs in this one, which is fine because they won the game. But you'd like to see them string together some hits and play some smart baseball on the base, pa- base paths. And, and I think I totally agree with that. I think that the angels need to be smarter when it comes to making contact, going station to station, things like that. But I, I, I push back on this one because Moniac got that three run home run because you had Escobar work a good count. You had yes. Fletcher yes. get on base. So the best possible result with guys on base is a home run. Yep. But at the same time, Moniac could have, a triple, or a double, or a single, and scored one of those runs, if not more. But it was just the best possible outcome because he had guys on base doing what they were supposed to be doing, and working counts and getting the hits that they needed. And then Moniak coming up with that three-run home run was just awesome. And that's really all it took. I know that Trout hit that first one. Uh, Moniak hits it a three-run home run, but then Shohei adds on yeah. at the end of the game, which was yeah. fantastic. In the bottom of the eighth, hit his thirty-first home run. He actually has hit his 31st home run sooner than he did in 2021 and also sooner than Aaron Judge hit his 31st home run last year. Last year, it was the 89th Yankees game. Shohei hit his 31st home run in the 86th Angels game. So he is on pace to possibly break that seventh place home run record, Mike, that everyone (laughs) was so excited about last season. And the thing is, is He'll probably break that record and do his incredible stuff, and and uh, there'll be somebody out there going, well, I don't know if he's really amb- – does he right. get MVP every year because he's good at both? And- yes. <laughs> that's the answer. It's like the guy the guy is just a lock for for MVP at this point, so right. I, I'm excited that he is having so much success and on the mound too. I mean, he has turned, turned it around on the mound. That's hard to say uh, in the last couple of starts. But just, man, that that home run was just the icing on the cake yesterday because you really wanted that insurance run yeah. going into the later innings. And it worked out because, talk about your boy, Reed Detmers, and the way he pitched yesterday.
0: He looked fantastic, John, and got the win. Six innings, two runs, three hits, nine Ks. It's his fifth straight start with at least eight Ks. And Whole here's what guy Reed, like he does, doesn't he, right? His slider looks completely different. And they actually yeah. had a breakdown of that where it was – uh, when it was 91 miles an hour, it looked like a flat fastball. Now at around 86, it's diving out of the zone, and, mm-hmm. and batters are missing that. John, what Reed did yesterday is what Halo pitchers have just really struggled with this entire season. The Diamondbacks were 1-for-12, when they had two strikes. Mm. And and what we I've talked about on this pod, and we've heard from other fans is always when there's two strikes or when there's two outs, it seems like Angel Pitchers cannot close out those batters. Yeah. And Reed did that yesterday. And then he was backed up with great bullpen help. Soriano came in and held it. Webb came in, who's really becoming a huge piece in this bullpen. Can't wait till mm. Matt Moore comes back because no his bullpen's gonna be really stretched and out and great. And Ben Joyce, right? And then Carlos Estevez gets his 21st save, 21 out of 21, not enough to make the All-Star game, but 21 out of (laughs) 21. And the Angels finish this game at 45 and 41, just two games out of that wild-card race, which is really exciting for this time of year. I know that this weekend can be really frustrating, and I know the last couple of weeks have been really frustrating, but the Angels keep hanging around and hanging around and hanging around. And I think that that's a good sign that they haven't completely fallen apart and that they have guys who are getting healthy and they're... Going to be back soon, and I think that there's a lot of hope with this team right now. Hanging around this town on the corner, like counting crows. Come on, ah, show the tattoo, Love Johnny. It. Show the tattoo. That's, right. No, that's all right.
1: <laughs> uh, l- listen, you're right. I mean, we we've been swept by the Marlins this season. We've had uh, the longest losing streak that we've had this season is four games. I'll take a four-game losing streak. Yeah. Like good grief! After yeah. what we went through last season, but we got to stop hitting the panic button, man. I mean. Yeah. It sucks. I get it. It sucks. You and I have watched this team for a long time. We want them to be good this season. We want them to go far in the postseason. We want them to actually get to the postseason. And we know that this upcoming schedule is going to be tough. We know that there's a, a tough road ahead, especially in the month of July. We know all this. However, I think it's important for us to remember that there's Zach Neto on the way back, Matt Moore on the way back, Ben Joyce on the way back. Um And like, we're not up a Creek without a paddle at this point. I know that they've been struggling, but, but the fact that they added Escobar and Mustakis and, and trying to fix these issues where there's obvious issues right away, that gives me hope. And I think the next step for the angels, I mentioned it on Friday, Mike, it was like, please trade for some pitching. Please pray trade for some starting pitching. (laughs) I was, I was praying for (laughs) uh, starting pitching. That's what I'm trying to say. Um, So again, I know that going through that losing streak sucks. I think the Angels had some competitive games outside of a few inning blowups and and a few issues on the infield. Uh, At the same time, you got to take what you've done from this weekend and learn from that. And again, it goes back to tightening up that defense, uh, attacking when you have two strikes, and then being competitive at the plate. Stop swinging at pitch number one above the zone and popping out. These guys... Have to be smarter with their approach at the plate. I know that attacking the zone is great, but make sure it's in the zone. Don't swing at anything outside and away to where you're popping up and helping that starting pitcher on the other side cruise through the inning and through the game. There are things that the Angels can do to fix their issues, they can fix their mistakes. I'm confident that more help is on the way. But yeah, let's turn the page on this one. They didn't get swept. Good news all around. They're taking on a struggling Padres team and get a revenge game. Uh, series against the Dodgers this weekend. So let's hope that there's better things ahead for our Halos.
0: Thanks for making Locked On Angels your first listen of the day. Remember the Angels do play the Padres at 640 Pacific time. They're in San Diego and you can catch every pitch of the Angels hometown broadcast with Sirius XM on the SXM app. Just search Angels. <laughs>
1: us a follow on twitter at locked on angels and at super halo bros on twitter and instagram mike what do we have on deck for tomorrow's show
0: well we've talked a lot about the angel offense today and tomorrow we're going to talk a little bit more about it share some stats things that they've achieved this year but sometimes their approach has been really great, but then sometimes it's got them into a whole lot of trouble. So John and I are gonna come up with some ideas and some philosophies, maybe some strategies to help this team when their current approach isn't helping them in a the game. So we're gonna talk about all of those details, and we'd love for you to join us tomorrow on Locked On Angels.
1: Come back and join us for more Locked on Angels tomorrow. Until then, my name is John, and that's my brother Mike.
0: And my name is Mike, and that's my brother John.
1: Thanks for being here with us, and we'll see you back here tomorrow.